Beautiful humans, welcome to Become Unlimited. In this episode, I have the honor and the privilege to have a conversation with Andrew Donovan. Andrew is a friend of mine who I met a few months ago, and he's an extraordinary man doing amazing things in the world, and I was very, very excited to bring him on the podcast to share his wisdom, his frameworks, and his philosophy around conscious creation, which I'm very, very excited for you to listen to. Andrew will get a chance to speak for himself in regards to how he serves in the world, but I do want to share a more formal bio for you to get an understanding of how Andrew serves and who he is in the world. Andrew Donovan is an international teacher of conscious creation. He founded the Unconventional Manifestation and High Achievement brand in Conscious. Through a suite of elevated personal development programs, he empowers people to decide yes to and become the energetic match for the masterpiece life they're meant to live. Andrew's work has been seen in business systems for multi-million and billion dollar companies, influential social media profiles, his own programs and coaching, and his top ranking podcast. He lives out his masterpiece life as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, world traveler, foodie, cookie, and chocolate connoisseur, canyon cyclist, and a true lover of adventure. So with all that said, you can imagine why I'm so excited for you to tune into this conversation. Andrew is an extraordinary human being. And without further ado, let's dive right in. And I trust you're going to gain a lot, a lot of value from this. Let's welcome Andrew. All right, Andrew, excited to dive in with you. Likewise. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been, Thanks, pumped, been pumped to have you on. Uh, we obviously set the context for how I love having people on here who can help me simplify these, these concepts around conscious creation, manifestation, attracting whatever we desire in our lives and personal transformation. So obviously you're someone who has applied to these things in your own life and now you help clients and, and others do the same. And so excited to dive mm-hmm. in and to begin would love for you to share how you would describe how you serve in the world and what you do. Okay. So I teach a very special brand of consciousness. I don't think there's a lot of teachers that teach like specifically how to be a more conscious person. There's a lot of people that talk about how to be more focused. Like even if it's like focused on manifesting money or manifesting love, but but consciousness to me is like the breadth of your spiritual awareness, the breadth of your spiritual sight, how much you can see through the eyes of love consciousness. And so that's that's the that's why that's why my company's called name is is named in conscious. And so the the thing that I bring to the world is how to consciously create desires into reality, how to consciously create the kind of masterpiece life that you want to live. But but spoiler alert, the, the, the only thing that we actually do it in conscious is teach you how to consciously create yourself as a masterpiece, because when you're the masterpiece, then your life reflects it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And so it sounds like the focus is, I love how you describe in conscious, by the way. And so the focus is helping people obviously become more conscious. And I'm curious how you define just at the highest level, like if someone is conscious, how would you define that person? Or, or like, if I were to say, oh, I'm conscious, what are some of the things I would look for for me to determine that or to help someone determine whether they are they're not? Sure. Well, there's there's two kinds of consciousness. There's lack consciousness and there's love consciousness. So there's a, a, a lot of people think that the more 
information you have, the more you're aware of something, the more conscious you are. But but when I talk about consciousness, I'm specifically talking about love or lack consciousness. Lack consciousness is seeing what something isn't, and love consciousness is seeing what something is becoming. And so uh, I have friends that are in the like the the ecological be be mindful of the world like that that kind of that kind of sphere where it's the conversations are about how do we prevent global warming how do we alleviate suffering and hunger and the 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 general understanding of like that kind of industry like really most charity work is that it's good because it's focusing on how to solve a problem it's focusing on a problem that we all need to be aware of but but like in my body of work it's it's a it's a critical thing to differentiate that that like most of those conversations are in lack consciousness which isn't bad it's just that that's not where the solution lives and so so i mean when when i see you know people that are when when i see suffering when we try to figure out what's the cause whose fault is it who did it like why are you unhappy in your marriage why why isn't the business making enough money like why is there lack and who caused the lack and well, well, someone should do something about the lack. Like that's lack consciousness. So it's not bad, but that's not where the progress is made. The progress is always made in love consciousness. What can become? What's fundamentally, what's desired here? And how do we bring that desire into fruition, into manifestation, into reality? Mm, gotcha. So it sounds like at the high level for us to check in, you know, if we're using, if we're using your model to check in, like, first of all, where am I approaching this situation from? Is it from a love consciousness or a lack of consciousness? And that'll probably determine the outcome overall based on where you're coming from. It also changes your experience. I mean, you can get to, you can work your way from lack consciousness into solutions and progress and growth and positive, like desired manifestation. It's just, it, it's just that you have to work your way through it. Like eventually you will transition from the lack into the having of the thing that you were previously lacking. And, uh, and a lot of people struggle with that because the human mind operates in lack, like the ego mind operates in lack consciousness. Like the, I mean, if we go back to old principles, like from, from Wayne Dyer teachings, for example, the ego or the human mind says, I am what I have, my possessions, I'm what I do, I am what others think of me. I'm separate from others. I'm separate from what I lack. I'm separate from God. So all of that is lack consciousness. And you can learn from the contrast. It's just that at some point, you're going to invert your consciousness back into love because the only place where sustainable creation, and it's not just the results, like it's you want to love your life. You want to love your experience. You want to love the process of creating beautiful things into reality. It's it's a it's a pretty difficult equation when we say I'm suffering, I must need to sacrifice, I must need to struggle my way into success or into joy or into love versus saying I'm going to love my life into more of what it's meant to become. Mm, I love that. And so if I'm understanding correctly, then it sounds like if you're operating from the what we're calling in your case, lack consciousness, that it, I love what you're saying, because it's not that it's bad. And I think that can be a very common thing to do Like, Oh, that's bad. It's just one way of being. But it sounds like what you're saying, to me, at least that over time, you, you inevitably begin to move towards the love consciousness, because you realize that 
the, the solutions and all of that kind of just leads you to wanting to create something that's possible for you. But you can do that from a different state that already has the solutions available rather than trying to solve for something. The solutions are always available and the problems are always available. And whatever you focus on, whatever consciousness you're coming from, you're looking through, you're, you're, going to, you're just going to find more of it. And so like, there's no shortage of problems and there's no shortage of solutions. I, I found that the human mind throws a fit with this. Like my, my human mind likes to throw a fit because, it, because when I'm stuck in a problem, like I'm right about the problem. I'm not, I'm, I'm a smart person. I'm not stupid. I'm not making it up. Like when I'm upset with you because you treated me poorly and you triggered me and I feel like I'm, you, let's say you triggered my work, my sense of worth, or you triggered my sense of, do I matter? Like, and I'm upset because of what you said to me or what you did. Like, I, I'm not making it up, but I'm the one holding me in that energetic space. So if I want to consciously create something that's different, something that's more in alignment with my truth and my desires, I'm the one who has to shift that. Got it. Got it. So yeah. So it's up to us also. Love that. Well, there's a lot of layers, obviously. And I, if we had a lot of, a lot more time, I have a lot more questions, but I want to get to a few more right. things, but I love okay, the, I love the, I love the distinction though, because yeah, it's, it's, it's being able to check in on, again, you're either operating from love consciousness or lack consciousness in the way you're defining it. And again, neither one is good, bad, right, or wrong from what I hear mm -hmm. you saying. It's just the way, and I'm, I'm also saying all this out loud to, to help with my understanding of how you're saying it. So it's cool. I love it. Process um, extrinsically. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so it sounds like then it's just different, different approaches of, of how to, to your point, see life and how to approach life, but neither one is bad. And I, I just want to make that point very clear because I love what that distinction of people, again, sometimes can be like, oh, well, if I'm operating in lack of consciousness, then it must mean I'm doing it wrong if you will. No, no, I was just having this discussion earlier, you can build something really big in lack consciousness. Like, I mean, the, the people ask, like, how come evil people can manifest money? Because you can be in lack consciousness and build something really big based off of lack. But that's where like, greed and control and power and coercion are all required because all of that is lack energy. And, and so we see corporations that were, were we, we imagine some evil mastermind at the top of the corporate com entity masterminding the demise of the world, the humanity. And how do we withhold joy and love from all the humans and, and steal all the money? Like you can build something massive in lack consciousness. But, but for people who are into this work of conscious creation, I don't think that we 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 know we're we're too we're too aware and we know that we don't just want to build the 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 big showy marriage or the big showy lifestyle where you live in the most amazing house and and fly on private jets but you you feel empty inside or you feel like you're constantly at odds with with the universe or with the world or with people like we we want to consciously create the kind of masterpiece life where you actually love living it, where, where it's not just, oh yeah, in five years when I get to this milestone and I finally get married or I finally like make my first $10 million or like, it's it's not that then I'll have joy. It's, it's conscious creation in love consciousness means that the joy is right now, the the full life it's right now, the the ability to immerse yourself in the loving process, like, feel your life unfolding in love. Like that's right now. It's not later.
Got it. Okay. That landed differently now. So yes. So now it sounds like if I were to have a problem, so to speak, mm -hmm. quote, problem, I can approach it through the lack consciousness or the love consciousness. But if I approach it through the love consciousness, I can approach creating a solution, but not be in lack of the emotion of joy. So in other words, I can solve my problem, if you will, from a state of joy and not wait until the problem is resolved to finally feel the joy. It's also when you create, when you consciously create in love consciousness, you create something that's sustainable and you create something that is beneficial for everybody. You can like, um, let's, let me play off what you just said. So you have a problem, let's say it's in your relationship and you're just triggering each other and, 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 and the smallest things blow up into some big problem. And you're like, we should have peace in this home, you know? So, but you're stuck in the lack consciousness. You can create something really big and that seems like a solution in that energy. Like you start establishing all these rules and you say, well, don't, don't talk about that subject in front of me because that makes me feel this negative emotion. Okay. There's a rule. And then, uh, but, but still you're still calibrated to the lack, to the problem, to the, the deficit. And, uh, and, and so you start, you start creating rules and restrictions and in like today's world of buzzwords, boundaries, and so you build this relationship empire with all this, with all this constriction and rules, but it creates the appearance of peace because you know, like, you know, don't talk about that in front of me. Oh, I never do this because then he acts this way and it's unpleasant. And, but, but, so we don't go there and, and we don't, we, you know, you get what I'm saying. So, so someone on the outside looks in and like, wow, look at you guys, you don't fight you uh you still have sex at least once a week like but and it looks like it's calm and peaceful but it's but but no one's thriving everyone's just trying to manage this like ego machine that you've built because it's all in lack energy versus like the love energy where it's like how do we create this relationship where you get to bring your own worth i get to bring my own worth we're both free to say yes and because we're that free, we know that we want to be here. We want to create, uh, co-create an environment that facilitates each other's best selves. And, and so you start creating in that kind of energy and there's no, there's no sacrifice. There's only benefit and benefit and benefit. And it seeps out of your relationship into the, the ways that your relationship touches and affects other people around you too. So like when it's, when it's conscious creation and love consciousness, it's like, the value becomes exponential. There's no shortage. Mm. Yes. No, I, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love philosophizing here because it's a, it's a unique way to think about it. And yeah, it's helpful for me too. So obviously well, we're not taking this lightly either. We're just like diving, <laughs> diving into, we the went into end. the deep end for sure. <laughs> I, I skipped all the, I skipped all the baby steps. I hope that's okay. Which is good. Good. No, we'll get into it. So no. And I think that that's helpful because sometimes people will listen and they've already, they have their own model. And, and I think hearing other people's models like yours helps us create a bigger one, a beautiful one. So, okay. So going to the, the baby steps, if you will, like imagine someone's listening and they're like, oh, okay, awesome. Now, if I'm just getting into this work or if I'm just starting, or, or maybe you have these, these people come to you, I'm sure like, okay, Andrew, like, I love this all, but I have this vision for what I want. Where do I start and how do I begin to take steps towards that? And so I'm curious how you would kind of break that down and share with someone how to think about this in a step-by-step -step approach. Desire. 
desire is the very first baby step. Once somebody becomes aware that they want to consciously create their lives, their reality, their, you know, specific achievements and manifestations and uh, a growth journey, once they're aware that they want to be the person to consciously create, the first step is understanding desire. So you just said a couple of words that I want to um, chew on a little bit. You said people have things that they want to create, right? And so the first thing that that I find that people need to understand is the difference between what you want and what you desire. So in my vernacular, in the world of unconscious, what you want is how you want your desires to manifest. Beneath all the layers of your human being nature is desire. So let's say that what I want is I want my business to make $100,000 this month. That's not what I desire. That's how I want my desire to manifest. If I dive way deep down beneath my want, beneath my thoughts, emotions, my human beliefs, and like at the core of me, I've got desire. And that desire in this example would look something, I'll, I'll speak for me, would look like the desire for progress, the desire to contribute massive value to the world. That's why my business is making $100,000 this month, because of how much value my business is just blasting into the world. So the value energy comes back and my business profits and prospers as my clients profit and prosper. So I, and that's another desire way deep down within me, the desire to create prosperity and to share prosperity and um, the desire to live out my gifts. I love living according to my truth through my business. Um, the desire to be able to show up exactly as me and have that be enough. And that's the energy I lead my business with. So, so there's all this desire that's, it's not specific. It's not like it needs to look like this outside on the surface. It needs to look like we launched a new program. We did some webinars, we ran some paid ads and it turned into a hundred thousand dollars in sales. Like that's not the desire. That's all how I would like it to manifest. So the reason why first, before I go on, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it sounds like, like for me, when you were sharing about the desire, it's, it's the deeper core, like the word that came up and it may or may not be connected. Like for me personally, it's like values. Like what do I actually desire at the highest level to experience? And so if I wanted prosperity, if that's actually what I desired, then at the highest level that can manifest in so many different ways, right? So many. Yeah. So, and yeah. then, so what I hear you saying then is the want is we have a certain expectation of how we want it or it should go, but, yes. and I think, and I'm just going to assume that maybe you're going to get into how to be open to having that desire manifest in many ways and, and opening up to that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you said it, the, the desire matters so much because it's what you are. The desire is not what you want. It's there's no lack in desire. The desire to contribute is just the desire to contribute. The desire to be free is just the desire to be free. There's no, there's no problem. There's no, there's no shortage. There's no deficit. There's no lack there. And, and so like for me, one of the first things that I do in my body of work is I teach people how to tune or calibrate to the energy of their deep, pure, potent desire, because that's like, that's such a significant part of what your truth is. And when you create your life from that kind of energy, when that's your starting point, 
Like, I mean, you can be, there, there are moments like the, the other night I was just in this process of, I, I like to stay up late at night journaling and working on my body of work. Like, and I stayed up till 6am this, the other night and was just reflecting on how my life last year caused me to grow in ways that I deeply, deeply desired. And a lot of that growth was like severely painful, like more emotional pain than I've ever experienced in my entire life, like pain that I didn't even realize was possible to experience. And uh, so I didn't like it <laughs> when it was happening. But the other night, I'm reflecting on how that experience was the path of least resistance for me to grow in ways that I like deeply desired. And I'll just tell you what it is, because I don't mind being vulnerable. Most of my life, I've struggled to bring my own sense of worth. I've I've needed other people to make me feel like I'm enough, to make me feel like I'm worthy. And, and I've wanted for so long in my life to be able to do that for myself. I just couldn't figure out how. Well, last year, it finally manifested. And as I, the other night, as I was reflecting on this, and I just felt how beautiful that desire to bring my own worth, to be able to embody my own sense of value, my own sense of being enough, how precious that was to me. Like I literally sat on the couch and just sobbed in the middle of the night because it was so beautiful. And so that's that's my first little baby step. Understand what desire is. No shortage, no lack, no problems, no deficit. There's no no gap between you and your desire. Like you are it. It's what matters. It's what actually matters to you. And so the work of conscious creation is how do you energetically align and create from that starting point of your pure desire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And the main thing that in, in all of that, like one of the phrases you mentioned that summarized it nicely was to calibrate, calibrate your energy to the desire. And so I'm curious if you can speak to you know, how, how you approach that and how you do that. And, and also if you can give some tips as to when you you notice you're not calibrated, <laughs> how do you yeah. recalibrate, if you will? I'm I'm happy to share, and I'd actually love if we could like I'd love to dialogue a little bit about this one, um, and hear what what your thoughts and your methods are. So your question is, how do you calibrate to your desire, right? Yes, and then recalibrate when you notice you're not in you're calibration, off, right? <laughs> so I mean, this is a. A, a, a long conversation. Like I have programs where we spend multiple modules and hours on this, but the simplest way to describe this for me, it all starts with your ability to surrender as a human being. Because when you're really attached to how you want something to manifest, when what we want perfectly aligns with our actual desires, it's that's actually really nice. Like it's it's very convenient. And and when your human self aligns with between your desire and your want, like you believe it's possible, you think that you think thoughts that are in alignment with it, you think thoughts in the direction you want to go. Like that's all very nice. That's when things happen easily and and there's excitement and the manifestations seem kind of miraculous. And people say, What happened? And you're like, I I don't know. I just like had an intention and a wish, and the universe just gave it to me. No, you were in energetic alignment with it. So the, your question is, how do you purposely align here? And and I the, the first thing that I teach people is the art of surrender, because what happens when you want something and you're not aligned between your want and your desire? Like, for example, I want to make a million dollars, 
but my human does not align with that at all. Like I've got all kinds of conflicting beliefs, like people with a million dollars must've been greedy. And, uh, and I don't deserve a million dollars because there's poor people who don't have lots of money. And, um, and I'm going to have to work a lot harder than I'm able to, to make that million dollars because I've got to take, I have actual human responsibilities. So there's a shortage of time. So, I, so my human doesn't align with it. Right. But, but, um, the desire for prosperity, like to just surrender all the human stuff and just chill and say, at my core, I have this truth, the truth of like everything I desire. And if I can let go of how I think it has to happen, and if I can surrender what I think all the restrictions are, all the constraints, because those aren't universally true, right? Like there's people who make a million dollars who work their asses off and there's people who make a million dollars and they it was during their 20 minute cat nap while they slept on the sofa <laughs> and they made a million dollars. Like there, there are no rules about it has to take this much work or this many resources or, you know, or has to take away from these people and from these, like those aren't real rules. They're just stupid rules that we make up as humans. And in the realm of just surrendering all of that and by surrender i mean i'm summarizing a lot right now but but by surrender i mean i stop thinking about all the limitations i stop focusing on the lack i stop focusing on the deficit and i just i just let it i just put it on the back burner i just set it aside let all my negative momentum about it subside that's the first step and it's not very satisfying to the human mind because the human mind wants to say, yeah, but when am I going to get a million dollars? Chill. You're only getting in your own way. Because when you stop getting your own way, that energy of your desire, and let's say the desire here is for prosperity and freedom and choices. That's why you want the million dollars. Like that energy is enough on its own to guide you in the exact right direction. Yeah. Love it. But Love what, it. what would you say though? Yeah. Well, I'll share a couple of thoughts. Me. But the main thing that came up is like, obviously... It, you kind of have to summarize. That's why I'm asking for a summary, because I imagine this is something you dive into much deeper in your courses and, and your one-on-one -on -one containers, right? Which makes a lot of sense because there's also a personalization aspect to all of this. And so yeah. and what I hear you saying is that, yeah, the desire piece is simply if, if, if you desire prosperity, then it sounds like what you're saying is staying aware of anything that gets in the way of that. And so also the surrender piece is like, can I surrender to the reality that even if something isn't here, that I can, I don't have to force it and I can actually experience, and you said this earlier in a different way, can I experience what prosperity would be like and trust that it's going to manifest or come in a way that's perfect for me? When you say perfect for you, what does that mean? What is perfect, perfect for me? Mean? It's like meaning that, and going back to the way you described one, it's like, if I, I, I like, I need to do it this way. And I think that would take us back into the lack. It's like, I have to force it in this way. Or can I surrender to, okay, you know what? If I stay in the energy of the desire, which is the prosperity in this case, like is the example, there's a trusting in that I'm going to attract the situations or the things to help me create that rather than trying to force it. And this is where a greater metaphysical, you know, my understanding of there's something that's supporting us and creating the situations and the circumstances that are exactly what we need to help us get the thing that we most desire. And so that's what I, that's what I'm alluding to when I say perfect for us is some problem or a painful situation. It seems like 
it's it's different from others, but it's perfect for us because it's going to teach us exactly what we need to learn to get the thing we desire or the feeling we desire. To get to get what you actually desire. <laughs> yes. Because the, remember, like there it's it's I mean, I didn't elaborate a lot on this, but but it's really common to want things that don't match what you actually desire. Like, I mean, some easy examples are like when someone's in a bad situation, like, um, I mean, most of us have had a friend who is in an unhealthy relationship, like maybe like, let's call let's say an abusive relationship. And and all the friends and family are like, get out of there. Why are you staying? But the person staying in the abusive relationship, like desperately wants it to work. They're, that does not match their desire. We all know that. That's why we're saying, get out of there. You don't deserve that. You deserve to be respected and loved and, and cherished and you deserve to be safe. But for some reason, we get attached, like the human mind gets attached to how we think how we think it has to manifest. So we want the abusive relationship to work somehow. Or um, or here's an example, because you asked how do you get back in alignment when you fall out? So I've had multiple businesses that I've built. Um, my first business that was ever just like mine, like not network marketing, which is kind of a hybrid because you don't really own it. Um, but my first solo business, I I had this concept to teach network marketers how a strategy to succeed in a pretty short amount of time. And I was really good at it and people loved my strategy. And I launched this coaching program and my goal was to make $100,000 the first year. 365 days after I launched my program, I'd made $100,400. So I was like on a roll. And then I kept growing it. I found this million dollar designer house in Salt Lake that had been put in magazines and was just built and up for sale. And I'm like, I want that. So I, 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 spun off this energy and blew up my business even more so I could buy this this house and and I grew this thing really fast and then all of a sudden it I wasn't on, in alignment and like it in a pretty short amount of time like about 6 months I found myself really out of alignment like I shifted quite quickly and I struggled against it and I tried to remodel my program and to rebrand it and to try different launches and and I was following all the internet marketing marketing gurus and trying to like force it back into alignment and force me back into alignment because I'm meditating and holding my crystals and putting on my essential oils like all this stuff right and I'm trying to make myself get back in alignment and it took me about a year and a half to realize that my desires had grown way beyond what that business represented for me it's not that there was anything wrong with the industry my strategy was great. My strategy was a good strategy and people still like it. They still talk about it. It's just that I wanted to do something that this, like this, what we're talking about right now, like for me, this is soul calling level for me. And so I, I, I had to let go of how I thought I wanted success to manifest because I realized what I really desired by like, I had lived enough life and experienced enough that my desires evolved. And I realized, oh, what I actually desire is not just to use my human smarts to make it some good money. What I actually desire is to produce a body of work that will like actually change the landscape of humanity, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I know that sounds so dramatic, but that's actually what it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that. But it sounds like then the, the business that you created it, like the way I would look at that from my lens is it was perfect for you because you have to experience that in order yeah. to arrive at the clarity of what you actually desired. And that take that takes time sometimes. Yeah. And I would say that that business, it was, it was a manifestation of the desires that I was ready for at that stage in my life.
I mean, when I look at the person that I am today versus who I was, was that seven years ago when I started that business is a very different human being. And I desired to grow into what I am today. So yeah, so to your point, it was totally perfect at the time. And I knew it was because when I started it, it lit me up. And I just, I just didn't know about all the surrender stuff that I understand now. So when it started feeling more and more out of alignment, I didn't know how to surrender and to just be able to ask in a space of actual trust, where am I being guided that is now in alignment with my truth? Because sometimes it might be, you just got and spun up about some problem. Like you need to, you know, you need to let like surrender that part of your human resistance that you've introduced and you'll be back in alignment with this dream. That, that wasn't the case for me. It was, it was that that dream is no longer for me. It was the dream is now complete. Let's, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. One thing, one question in that, that I have just as a clarification is how would you describe or define being in alignment? There's probably two ways to look at alignment. One of them is from a spiritual lens. Spiritually speaking, energetically speaking, you're always aligning with something. Like, but but from like a soul level conversation, it's always alignment. Like the way that I like to think about like a soul or like my divine self is I think of the infinite universe. And that infinite universe collapses into a finite point of consciousness that that's me, Andrew. And, and so that's like, to me, the sort of like people say love unfolding or God's within you, or like, to me, these are all the same ways of describing what I'm saying. I am the infinite universe collapsed into a finite consciousness, a finite point of consciousness. That's me. And that consciousness is just constantly streaming as long as I'm here and alive in this body. And from like the, the core of me, I've got love streaming love consciousness streaming divinity streaming and my my truth is and my desires like that's all always in alignment and that's why i think that good things happen when you're being a little shit human being and being a big fat ego walking around the world because you've got that intense beautiful alignment at your sacred center so that's that's the first part of alignment the second part is your human part <laughs> like do your beliefs align like, do I, you know, do I, do I believe that I can make that million dollars? Do I believe that I can have someone that loves me and treats me with respect and that, that a relationship can be beautiful? Do I believe that I deserve it? Do I, but like, what are my beliefs? And then you've got the layer of thought. Like, what am I thinking about that create my beliefs, by the way? Like, do my, am I thinking about things in a way that align with my desires or am I thinking about a, things in a way that align with the exact opposite of my desires? You know, like you, you want the relationship to become healthy and beautiful, but all you can think about is, yeah, but, but he says this and, and, and she does that, or she doesn't do that. And, and, and this betrayed me and that, that broke all the trust. And so you're not thinking about things that are about your desires. You're thinking about things that are the opposite of your desires. And so you get to bring that into alignment and then you've got how you feel about it based off of what you're thinking. And, and then the actions you're taking, which is the most surface level part of the human experience. And that's funny enough, what what I feel like most of the personal development world focuses on, you know what I mean? Like seven healthy habits of highly effective people. Like it's not wrong. It's just very surface level. And, and I see people all the time that try to get their actions in alignment. Like they think you want to create the marriage. You want to get healthy, lose 10 pounds, get a six pack, get your cholesterol down. So your doctor's happy so that you can live a long life and spend time with your family. You, so you get, you figure out what's the action 
that needs to be in alignment with my with my vision, with my dream, with my desire, but no one checks to see if all the stuff beneath the action's in alignment too. Like, what are you thinking about as you're at the gym? Are you thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so ugly, no one's going to want to date me? Or are you thinking, this is good. I am like on my way. I am empowered. I'm, I am here working up a sweat and taking care of myself and feeling good about it. Like, I mean, which one's going to get you the results? And and the belief that beneath it, that like, so all of that needs to be in alignment. And again, those are broad, big conversations that can be had. But fundamentally, the conversation of like the, the broad question you asked, how do I bring myself into alignment? It's that me as a being, I need to, my state of being needs to be in alignment with my desires. That's it. Yeah, that's clear. That makes a lot of sense. And that's why I wanted to break it down because what I hear you saying is, as you were describing it, I imagined, you know, like, I don't know, like four or five pieces of whatever and, and aligning those to be in alignment, literally. Um, and if, if someone's listening to the audio, I'm kind of drawing a, uh, an imaginary line that yeah. it's in alignment and, with the desire, right? And if something yeah. is not, so you, and to your point, I love what you said about, I can take an action that's quote unquote in alignment because, you know, someone told me I should do that. But if I'm thinking thoughts about something else and emotionally I feel way different and my beliefs aren't aligning, then it's not enough. It's not really going to get me there. And so yeah. it sounds like when you have had the moments of bringing yourself back into, back into alignment, it's, mo it's taking moments to really tune in and check in. Like, okay, let me, let me really think about what I've been thinking about and, and the beliefs I have and the choices I've been making and are they alignments with the ultimate desire I have and I can relate a lot to that because I've had a lot of those moments where I'm like, no, <laughs> and I have to recalibrate, right? Which also connects back to how you said earlier, which I think you would agree that recalibrate into the energy of your desire then connects to this alignment of making sure all of those different dimensions of being, and I think spiritually, thought, mind, choices, action, all of those things have to be literally in alignment with the ultimate desire. Otherwise, you're almost sabotaging yourself. Would you agree? Well, just the less, the less, the, the more things that are out of alignment, the harder it is, the more resistance and friction and turbulence there is. Like, I mean, this, this really brings us back to first, I want to recognize what you just said. The fact that you're able to become conscious of when something's not in alignment, and then you make the choice to bring it back into alignment. Like that's huge. That's like, that's, a, that's a step that most people wish they could take for their whole lives. And so for like all of our listeners, I mean, if you could give yourself that gift, this is like bringing things full circle back to the whole where we started with consciousness. It is, it can be, it can be messy trying to be conscious of the many layers of your human nature and try to get them all into alignment because there's too many pieces. It's so complex. Like, I mean, we, we couldn't even count the number of beliefs that we have stored in our subconscious mind that make up all of our paradigms that we see the world through. And those beliefs are the filters that cause us to think the thoughts that we think and those thoughts. And there's, I mean, science has told us that there's too many thoughts that whiz through our head to even count. Like how many tens of or hundreds of thousands of thoughts does a human have a day? And you're only like, we're usually only conscious of like 5% of them. 
And those thoughts create the feelings and you have this whole complex array of feelings and then all the actions, like how many times a day do you take an action without even realizing it? Like you send a hasty revenge text to someone just because you have an emotional impulse, like you didn't even realize that you're doing it until it's already sent and causes another problem. Like, so to try and be conscious of the complexity of your human nature and try to, you know, lovingly bring it all back into alignment, it's, that's a whole lifetime of work. And it, and it can be a lot simpler. And so like the easiest way that I've found to go about this is just to understand you're a human being, your state of being, the overall vibe of your state of being is in alignment or it's out of alignment. And does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and what I hear you saying in that is to not, and I say this from personal experience too, because, you know, if we watch, I don't know go on YouTube in a rabbit hole, you read the book, you go to the workshop and, you know, the, there's the beliefs, the actions, the thought, you it's like, oh my goodness, how am I supposed to keep track of all of that? And it sounds like just not getting bogged down by all of that is something that we have to really pay attention to because I've been in the trap sometimes before where, you know, I, I instead of just taking some action and, and making a new choice that I know is in alignment with what I desire, I'll spend more time trying to get to the root cause of where the belief is and what is it, where does it come from? And it's like an endless rabbit hole that we can get ourselves into. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily bad or wrong. I mean, some people learn really well from the contrast. I I have an ability to learn from contrast, like what you're describing. It's um, it's just ultimately like the 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 general theme that I feel like we're working with here that I think people can really take away is lack consciousness, love consciousness, alignment with the lack of desire or what you don't desire or alignment with what you do desire. And and I, I will say I wanted to share a little story that came to my head that that you inspired a moment ago. The the way that this whole body of work came about for me was I, I had years of experience as an entrepreneur and business coach and strategist, like working with individual entrepreneurs and working with brands and organizations too. And it occurred to me after a few years of this that I could have a group of a thousand people that all had the same business strategy, like the same seven steps to do. And and I see everyone leave the workshop or leave the seminar where we teach the strategy and they all go to their lives and start doing the actions, doing the steps. And then I see them all a year later at the convention and and 5% of them are like, oh my gosh, I got the results. And, and 95% are like, I'm struggling. It's not happening for me. Why isn't it working? And this made me think, well, that's interesting. If you're all doing the same actions, why aren't you getting the same results? And I started to realize really quickly that beneath the actions, you've got this whole energetic state of being. And it's in alignment with your desires or it's out of alignment with your desires to varying degrees. And for me, this is the reason for this work. It's it's a skill set that you develop and you don't you don't take one one day workshop and you're like, oh, my gosh, now I know about energy and I'm ready to go like like it's a skill set. And there's like mental and emotional and spiritual muscles that you're going to develop and it gets really good over time. It I think it all starts with like where like where we've had this conversation you knowing that you want to be the cause of your own transformation, you knowing that you want to be the conscious creator of a life that is like actually a masterpiece for you, filled with masterpiece subjects and experiences and parts of your journey, masterpiece manifestations, that you want to be the conscious creator 
of that. And then you say, okay, I'm going to start with desire and go from there. And from there, there's a lot of ways to go about this. Like I know that you would coach someone how to come into alignment in a way that's different than I would. And they're, they're all great. It's like, but for the person listening, it's go, go find what resonates with you. What's going to work best for you as a person or for what step you are on the journey. Because like, you know, you and I work with a mentor who's like, you know, 5,000 steps ahead on the journey. And some people are mentors who work with folks that are on step one, like, oh, you just want to learn that there's like a lot of attraction. <laughs> Let me tell you what that is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that example. And you make the good, you make a great point of, I think it's great to, you know, learn from others in terms of what, what works in like steps, just like you're, you're saying, some people go, some people go to the workshop and they get the steps. But then I think the bigger part of that is you have to go and, and learn and experience the, live. you know, the trips and the falls and live through those things rather yes. than like, okay, I posted on Instagram once, or I, you know, sent that one email or I, you know, reached out to that one person and it didn't work. I didn't get the result. And the paper said, if I took that step, I would get the thing. <laughs> right. I wrote my gratitude list in my journal. So I should have yeah. manifested the new XYZ that I wanted. Right. 100%. It didn't work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, and I think that's, that's beautiful because going like earlier, I had mentioned where on the journey, circumstances, situations get created that are perfect for us. But that, I think that's only possible when we truly go out of our own way to, 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 try something to create a new experience and that's going to be exactly what we need to help us create whatever we need for our growth right and then going back all the way to the beginning is okay when that arises can i tackle that challenge with the lens of growth and, and possibility and then in that case i don't have to let go of the state of love and joy while i work through that challenge as well so i'm just yeah. i'm taking steps back yes all the way to that <laughs> it's it's weird that you can have painful experiences that are still beautiful and that you can have something that you know would most people would call a loss or a failure that you actually since find love in and that's the best springboard into creating more and and i would just say cuz i know that we're we're about up on our time here i mean I, I I hope that everybody listening to this understands that you're going to figure it out. Like you're on your way. There's, there's no part of this equation where you might fail. Like the, it doesn't exist. You're always going to be growing and, and unfolding into what you're desiring to become, which is what you're meant to become. What's right for you. What's ideal. What's most inspired for you, which is all what you desire. And because there's no part of the universe that desires things that you don't desire. Like it's one and the same thing. It's, it's just that the point of our conversation, I think, is that it can be a rocky, turbulent, unpleasant one, or it can be one that like grows and stretches you. Yeah, like you might be challenged in ways that you didn't know you'd be challenged, but it gets to be beautiful. It gets to be something that you actually love experiencing. And when you can love yourself and love your life into more, that's when what you create becomes exponentially better. Mm. Now that we're out, I'm looking at time and, and now that you're sharing all that, I'm like, holy moly, we're going to need a part two and a part three <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I love that. I feel like we opened, we opened up uh, a lot of uh, rabbit holes that we, that we can go down to. So, so just to get back then before we finish up and I'm sure obviously like as, as you share a couple more things here in terms of, you know, what are things for people to think about? Obviously, I know you have masterclasses and offerings that people can check out if they want to go deeper in your body of work. 
So the main thing that stood out, and I, and I totally agree, right? Where there's, you have to have a desire. I also think of that for me as like a will. And, and I tell people like, you have to want to get out there and go and go create what you want. And sometimes like for me, I've had situations where I get fucking pissed. I'm tired of the circumstance <laughs> I'm in. And, yeah. and ultimately to use the language we've been using, the ultimate desire is for a new life. Like that's the ultimate thing, but that is the first step. Like if you don't have that, it, it, it's kind of hard to get after because that fire is what drives you. At least that's that's been my experience. Well, what you're describing to me is the longer that you're out of alignment with the desire, the more intense the energy of the desire becomes. So like what you just said is like, I'm fucking pissed. Like I, I want a new life. Like that's not something that someone who's in alignment says, right? When someone is in alignment, with their desire and their human is in alignment with the desire too. like you're on your way. That's where like, that's the person that you're watching on Instagram. Who's like my business, just th this hit this new milestone. Oh no, this one. Oh no, this one. Oh no. Oh my gosh. We 50 X in six months. And by the way, like here's me and my honey on this beautiful boat that we charter through Croatia, sipping champagne and kissing. And we actually love each other. It's not just for show. And here I am with my new, you know, my new, set of my new style that I picked, like that's, that's someone who's in alignment, but, but I love what you're saying because desire can override the human and it will eventually, because like, if you keep yourself out of alignment, that's, that's when someone's been in an abusive relationship for a long time, which is completely out of alignment with their desire. And it builds up and builds up and builds up until they're, as you said, fucking pissed. And they say, I've had enough. I deserve better. I'm out. And they storm out of the toxic relationship. And when they get out, they're like, I didn't know I had the courage to do that because I was afraid to say that that's what was right for me for years. But the desire builds up and you called it a will. And, and what I love about what you brought up is, I mean, yeah, this is part two. Because <laughs> you can access that without being out of alignment for a long time. And the reason why I said to everybody, like, I'm not worried about you. You're going to figure this out is because I know that even if you're super out of alignment for a while, your desire will eventually override your human and you're going to figure it out. Yes. But give yes. yourself, you know, the ability on occasion or hopefully often to be in alignment without going through that amount of unnecessary suffering and struggle, because it's really nice when you can just love your life into more. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think the other piece in my experience has been to, to, stay aware and celebrate the moments where we are in alignment. Like I would say the moment, like you gave the example of leaving the relationship, that's a moment where you were in alignment with your desire. And that's, a, that's, I think something to celebrate and finding those moments to be like, okay, hell yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, that's where, you know, your girlfriend or your friends take you to lunch and say, we're celebrating you choosing you finally. Yes. Because you're, yeah. it is something to celebrate. Yeah. People see that. So if you were to summarize quickly, then assuming someone has the desire to get after, they're like, okay, yes, I'm ready. Let's go. I know, I know what I desire. What is the next phase or the next piece that you'd like, if, if you had a client in front of you, what's the next piece you would take them to? If I had a client in front of me, I wrote some notes down for this because I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so if someone says, okay, I get that I'm the person who wants to consciously create my life. I get this whole desire thing. The next thing to learn is how do I come, how do I bring my human self into alignment with desire? How to bring myself into alignment with the intention to create the dreams I want to create, 
the things, even the things that I want on the horizon, how do I start bringing myself into alignment on purpose? Got it. Which I'm not going to describe right now because that's, that's again, an entirely conversation, but that is, that is like the first skill to learn. How do I start bringing myself into alignment energetically with what I desire to create? Yes. And then so, and the human piece without having to go down in detail, you mentioned earlier has to do with the thoughts that we're thinking, the actions that we're taking on a daily basis, the beliefs that we have. And and, okay, beautiful. So you help someone, you would help them clarify where all that is and refine it to get it in alignment with the desire. Yeah. And it feels so good, Jonathan. It feels so good to like be releasing all that resistance to be releasing the human attachments where you're stuck to things that aren't for you anymore. And, and you start feeling it your way, you start wiggling your way into that energetic alignment. And when you, I mean, when, when people start coming into that kind of alignment, like the tears come and the gratitude comes in your heart starts opening and you start feeling full for me. I start feeling like I can feel the energy surging through my body when I actually start aligning in that way. And you're so powerful. And you develop this trust in you, trust in people, trust in the world. So yes, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And and I'm, I feel like, cause I know exactly what you mean. And I've had many, many of those moments and it's very, it's a very visceral feeling. I love that. Beautiful. And so if I think there's definitely going to be a part two and maybe more if you're down for that, but the, the main, the main question now is if someone were, wanted to go deeper with anything that you shared or anything that you were uh, speaking about, where can they find your body of work? What, what would you recommend someone, someone start at based on the conversation we've had and what are some of the different ways to connect with you? I would say the easiest thing to do is go to my social media, which is at in conscious in dot conscious. And like on my Instagram, you'll see that um, you'll see things that are free that you can dive into if if people want to we we usually have some kind of free masterclass or something that's available if people just want to explore me as a mentor and the body of work that we that I've created at unconscious and um and then whatever things that we offer too like programs and coaching and mentorship and all that stuff um so yeah social media because you can just kind of you know zip through things that stick out to you and feel into what's for you. And then whatever we have available at the time will be in the bio links. That's the best place to go. Awesome. So it's at in.conscious on yep. Instagram, and we'll make sure to link it in the, in the show notes as well. Okay. Awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. And so I love this we, conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm already like part two is playing in my mind, but since we're just closing out, I'm going to say for now, anything based on anything we talked about, anything we went anywhere, we went, anything you want to leave people with from this conversation? I would, I just, I know that when we have this conversation, people who have been in the lack, it's easy to see this conversation through lack and think, well, I'm not there yet. I must have so many limiting beliefs. Like I'm so far out of alignment. How would I ever get myself back in? And, and the, the, the way that I would just cap all this off, Jonathan is to tell our audience that all that love, all that desire, all that truth that we're talking about aligning with, that's what you are. We're, there's no going out there and getting it. There's no pro, There's not even a problem. Like you're not going to like when you're out of alignment with that because it doesn't feel very good. But there's not an actual problem because what actually matters is what you are. And I promise you that you're going to figure out more and more of how to come into wholeness with that. And then when you start creating your life from that kind of space, that energy, that alignment, 
like it's gonna you're gonna blow your own mind and the minds of the people around you it's gonna be so good yes yes i love that love it awesome andrew well we went deep on this and i'm super super appreciative super grateful to be connected and yeah we'll be in touch on a about a part two and yeah for anyone listening we'll make sure to have all your links in the in the show notes so you can connect with andrew and yeah with all that thank you so much andrew appreciate your wisdom and excited to go deeper thank you and thank you for how you reflected everything back this was such a good conversation like perfect questions i appreciate all of this excited for more love it love it thank you